0: back yeah. at the time right so it's pointless to remember these people when they're going to be outdated except for the few individuals who just they hit land lights, but you might not see that in your lifetime you might see like a good player for now you might not see a generational great
1: like there was yeah a generation of greats like i remember it was a whole era during jordan era during johnson Shaq era it was like you just saw other legends back to back breaking records nowadays and then these people broke like a lot of people
0: broke multiple records. It's, now it's like somebody might break one record and, it's, and all it's,
1: it. Yeah, it's limited now. You got Curry. You got he, he's a
0: threes. That's like that's
1: LeBron. Yeah. But LeBron has
0: broken multiple records. He's gonna be one of those people that's a once in a lifetime type of player. But mm-hmm. you know, everybody's not on LeBron's caliber.
1: No. Oh, so that's why I think so. Not for this generation, we'll remember him, and for us in ten years, they we'll like, oh, when I was like, we're gonna remember him in ten years, twenty years. So that's what I'm saying, it's no need to remember so many people with so many stats. So my brain never saved it. And I'm like, this guy making more money than I am. I'm like, he not worried about me. Why am I worried about him? People got to be sitting here debating about who teams go against who and this would do that. Sports is a systematic. Uh, I'm like, uh, I just don't see myself sitting there doing that. It's a real presence
0: systematic of brainwashing because people will do anything for sports. It is cool. I'm not going to knock yeah, sports. Yeah, I don't watch sports because I used to my them. But then... People get so involved in the sports that they start caring about the sports more than what's happening in life. Like yeah. they will do anything to catch the game on Sunday. Yes. And I'm like,
1: what the fuck is gonna happen if you miss this game? It's like... No, good- you watch the highlights <laughs> like you gonna do anyway if you miss it. It's good to go. Like I remember working at the Orlando Magic Stadium. I was there. i was like, oh my god! Like I like the feeling of how everybody is and people are together and watching. They all rooting and stuff. Like that's a good. It's like a tribal thing in our country. Yeah, yeah. It's- that's what it feels like with every team. Yeah. But then at the same time, once. That four hours is up, it's like you go back to whatever real life you have to deal with. Right. While well, they sitting down, win or lose, they getting paid billions. Yes. To so hundreds lose. of thousands to millions. I mean like that's coming out of your pocket, coming there to pay for expensive food and tickets and seats. You coming like and, and then be like, yeah, it's whatever you spend your money on is what you spend your money on. I get it. For that time. But you can't I can only do that for so long. As I get older, I feel like you gotta find other ventures to put your time and money in. But what, what, you got, you catching the No, actually. She just said stuff on
0: breath. Oh. Like when she got on the car. He like, he like, I hate you. That's why I was like, You want me to go get your shit right there? You said yes. You wanna go fast, Brent? I'm not going
1: fast I'm not gonna go fast. I don't wanna take it. I don't wanna take it. You know one place I haven't been to? Is uh the Linux mall. You been there? You haven't been to Linux? No, since I've been have. It's uh
0: well right now it's not shit, but when it was pre-COVID before they broke into it and broke up all the stores, it was pretty good.
1: Oh. It really was, man chose the worst time to be in Atlanta coming here after a breakup, two years, and now stuck during a pandemic. Man, this is one of those. Ooh. coming out of this is gonna make you a different kind of person. I'm not gonna lie. So, man, they overcome so much. Your food is in the refrigerator, I mean, the
0: microwave. I don't know what she made for you. Did you ask for oatmeal or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I He said yes. When you go home, tell the Cory, get it out of
1: the microwave, please. Please. I don't, I don't think we make this party to remember.
0: He's not. a he He's not,
1: not in the You know, with that right there, you make a lot of money. A truck and that trailer. Believe I would, it or not Yeah there's
0: so
2: much You can do with
0: it
1: I remember Cause I mean like Even when I got stuck on my scooter I was willing to pay Someone $50 eight dollars, Just to bring me back up But that's a nice one too I like that
0: That's what I want
1: But my thing is I want it to get towed Right now If we can make Virtual mobile gaming rigs You have a trailer In the back Where you can tow it on that And then go in the back Of that shit And jump online In your own Gaming rig set up that would be shit. I just don't know how much these kids would be paying for a game. They have the money. These kids will get it. Yeah. Gaming rig? Then I think a, a well made one would be like 70, sixty thousand They would definitely cop that. I didn't even know they still made juicy drop pops. They don't they do? Yeah, I didn't even know they still made them. Yep, they still do. I never really hit 'em. Like I did a whole a, a lot, like elementary. That's a just a drop-up. Sugar. Oh, I got a toe in the front. Silverado. Yeah, I don't
0: fuck with anything. It's not affordable when it comes to a truck. I mean, I like the way the Silverado looks.
1: Oh, I like the Silverado. Yeah, no, I like I like Chevys. Chevy's my biggest thing. Me, that's because of where I'm from, from Miami. I, I fuck with Chevy for a sedan. That's why I drive a Chevy. From Miami, everybody rock. Mostly Heavy. Chevy's. If you're from yeah, Florida, if you're from Florida, everybody gonna be telling you Chevy's where it's at. All of
0: my all the cars I've owned so far have been Chevy's.
1: oh uh, yeah, I bought all mostly Impala's. I, I, mean, had, I had two Malibu's. I had one um Going for a third. Which one, yeah. one did I have? I had a Chrysler my mom gave me. I was I like the Chrysler though. The Chrysler was good for a certain amount of time. But it is good. It's durable if you maintain it.
0: My uh roommate before he had this car, he had an impala. Yeah,
1: the 2011. But yeah, everything before 2014 is good. Everything after 2013, I don't, I don't recommend. Uh, I like the 2014 Malibu. 15, 16 Malibu is cool. No, I'm talking about when it comes to Impala. For the Impala,
0: which they're not discontinued, but they're bringing back in the next four years or so. The limited one,
1: yeah. the LTCS.
0: They got the 2016 limited. It's cool, but I like, actually like the
1: way that the 2013 one looks. It's sporty. You, you, do you know what year they stopped it? You're talking about the sedan one. I mean, not the 13, the um, 2014 yeah, one. Yeah, you mean the 14. I, yeah, I
0: like the 14. Like, it's a sporty look. Even though they, they did the 2016 Limited back to the classic.
1: Look. Yeah, I mean, like, the Limited, is my thing is the best well, well-rounded vehicle when it comes to how long it lasts you. It's just perfect on gas, everything yeah, weight.
0: back somewhere in between that 20... Well, I know the 06 through the uh, 13 was the same, but yeah. I think the 2010 through 13 had a recall for transmissions.
1: They co- well, they did actually make a, what's it called? No, they didn't make it for that long. The SS was just an 06 through an 08. Yeah, the 06 and 08 ones were pretty good. Cool. That's what they made for the F- They I don't know why they limit on SSs. I'm like, SSs are the shit if you yeah. got to maintain entirely.
0: My roommate, he paid for a whole transmission and then he got a
1: sheet in the mail talking about,
0: hey, there's a recall on your transmission.
1: Yeah, and they will do it for it's you. It's too late.
0: Like he already paid the whole service for that shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you had the receipts, they'll reimburse them if you kept for it. Oh, wait, paid man, but they still do that? Yeah. When I was a Ford, they make if you do that yourself, and then they'll Oh, he ain't got the car. Tomorrow. Oh.
0: Yeah, he got this now. Mm-hmm.
1: They'll reimburse. This is, this is
0: okay, but. Uh,
1: Fords are a good Ford. I like Ford trucks. Yeah.
0: I don't like that. I don't I mean the fusion is it's you know it's okay.
1: I bought a fusion with my ex but that was a twenty ten. These is what I wanted later on when I found out. I know about these but that when I found out these went fifty miles a gallon, I was like, wow.
0: Oh no, yeah, the gas in this is, is amazing, but it doesn't hold that many gallons. That's the only drawback. Like it's, my Chevy holds more gallons, but it won't be nearly as many miles per day. But at the end of the day, it's gonna kinda balance itself out with a full tank either way dollars
1: dollar these supposed to hold 17 minimum probably I don't think this seventeen. That's a shame. It's above before, two. I mean the way that it is. And it got a sport mode. Because if I mean
0: just based on the gas prices, like his shit was on E damn there. Ten dollars put it halfway, so I'm like,
1: um Using 89 and, or 87. 87. Wow, damn.
0: Ten put this shit halfway, and I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's twenty twenty five to fill a tank. But
0: my but, car is like, on my the car gas takes thirty seven, even with it like right now, mine will take thirty two. 35 to fill up the tank but and my, you're
1: getting 23 miles a gallon 24 miles a gallon i get about 30
0: 33 miles per gallon Uh, about on the highway it's about, about 7 38. yeah on the highway getting way
1: more but my god i can't do a comparison here because i'm like you'd be driving long distances here if you're not on the highway compared to like oh hell yeah compared to like not being in the city i'm like damn i need me a four-cylinder car. If I'm going to be taking it, it's like I that. I thought mine was
0: four-cylinder, and then
1: they said it's six. No, yeah, most of them are was six. It's only like, I don't think any of them really coming four. Well, if you go further back, yeah, there was one that did come in 4 I mean,
0: they, they got the 2013, I mean, like 2013, they put those in there. They put four-cylinders. In some they world. have,
1: yeah, they made them flex. I've seen them albums; they made flex. But
0: too. the ones, like, they had, even for the models I had, they have a flex fuel one mine is not flexible Mm-mm. but the guy when i got it he said it was four cylinder uh, but my shit when they put a the transmission it's like
1: oh you got six you got six you should my thing is you count when you open the i was looking for some.
0: the uh what you call this the damn uh spark plugs. it's two underneath i didn't see
1: it's it, like every just the thing when they have the come, the designers they'll see how they want to make the, this is the crazy thing how they make cars they'll design the body first right of the concept now, people have to figure out how to remake an engine to fit in there. If they can use it from another model, they'll try, but they have to remake a whole new engine to fit the look. That mean, whatever they put in, the size of the kind of engine they're gonna have. Uh, that's why that's just, that's so, why my
0: fucking headlights are so hard to get out.
1: So that's why when you see the engine made the way it is and they put it still in certain ways because they had to find a way to make all those components of an engine and a transmission to work. And you'd be like, damn, they went and did all of that because of a new body style. So they keep them relatively similar as the years go by now. Yeah,
0: that's why I, like I was really thinking, I didn't know I had two more spark plugs underneath that
1: I couldn't quite get to. And I never, see with the Challenger, I never, that's why they do that. Like now, they make these futuristic body styles of cars, so they have to fit the specifications of that engine to fit in there. Because When you got, so you have a V6 version, you have a V8 version, you'll see how long the hood of the car is. It's like, okay, definitely could fit a V8 in there and it's a V6 body, I mean V6 engine in there because they formatted it because they knew somewhere down the line, we're going to make a V8 edition. Like the Ram trucks, I saw that V8 and then that's a V10, I was like, damn. Remember I'm pushing V10? They yeah. <coughs> godly, like what some did, some dude souped up a a 96 Impala SS because them, yo, them engines are big. Drop that in there. In a drag race, because you can't put a hood on that shit. Oh. I was
0: gonna do an engine swap mine
1: with like, uh, a Pontiac G6. Just throw it in mine. It would, yeah. it would work. Yeah, it will work. Yeah, definitely. But I, I ran out of money, so because I, I had to work on the Pontiac G6. Yeah,
0: it's the same. It's just Pontiac's version. It's the same as the Malibu. So I'm like, yeah, the engine will fit and it's stronger than mine.
1: They go good on gas too.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, I'm about to soup my shit up, but uh-huh. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, that's like a, well i don't know how much work is i'm like if you're doing the swap out not that bad that's what you're going to add on to it you know, i don't know somebody a, that would do it for a reasonable price with up, upgrades you can upgrade other up specs on but it. it yeah it's some
0: things it's more than just the engine It's the other things i had to put in there yeah and i probably got to switch the transmission
3: to even so it doesn't your income even if you have no dependence you surely depend on your income
1: so, I just bought this book on Audible. Since I paid for it out of my pocket, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for playing it on the podcast. So, if you're listening to it, enjoy it. It may come in pieces because you know how I am. I don't be consistent when it comes to playing stuff. So, if I'm sitting here listening to it for an hour because this podcast only plays for about an hour, then you got to start all over. This book says it's 10 hours long. Ugh. But, dude, just jumped right into that shelf feeling hurt like he came at me. Well, this is the book for dummies. This personal finance for your 20s and 30s on Amazon. Got it for free because I paid for my membership. So just listen, I guess. Already with the relationship. So I was like, bro, I I got this book so it can take my mind off of the stuff that I'm going through and being here by myself. And so many things I'm trying to get my money together so I can do this business. (laughs) And then share along the way with you guys, too, on what I'm doing, as you can clearly see. Since you've been listening so far, it's just been unstable because of this virus, you can't engage and go out and go at the there's other people that's really really doing it regardless of the virus. okay, that's not my thing i'm I'm no, but I just I know me and how I would function better, so I'm just trying to stay in what works for me. I'm not saying I have the I'm staying in my comfort zone because that's not good. I'm just saying I'm not as leveled and I don't know the area to attack it the way I should. When I'm out and I can get an uh, understanding better of people and can move as much as I want to, then yeah, I'll do that. But right now I'm limited on mobility, people I know, amount of income I have is just a lot limited. There's not excuses, it's just you know what your limitations are to do what you want to do. But, back to the book.
3: So you should have long-term disability insurance. And if you have dependents, you may need life insurance too. Your possessions. Insurance on your car, home, and other valuable possessions protects those assets from loss and damage and protects you from lawsuits. Beware though of small stuff policies that aren't worth buying. Introduction. Your 20s and 30s are such an exciting time. During this period, you're experiencing some dramatic changes in your life, exploring new endeavors, Making your way in the world, trying new things, and meeting new people. But as with anything else in life, your young adult years can be a scary time as well. Maybe you've experienced a failed relationship and a broken heart. You've likely had to deal with a difficult boss or two, or a job or two you don't like. Or perhaps you're in danger of losing your job. And then there are the money issues. Most of you are out of the nest and out from under your parents' wings, And your 20s are when you experience firsthand earning your own money and paying your own expenses. This isn't true for all 20-somethings, of course, because some young people still live at home or have some financial dependence on their folks. Maybe that's why they bought you this book. No matter your living situation, your early adult years can be a challenging time. But this friendly guide can help make those years a bit smoother financially. About this book... Based on my experiences teaching classes, counseling clients, writing articles and books, and corresponding with friends, family, and people through my website, I've discovered how important having healthy and strong personal finances is. With that in mind, I wrote this book to help you begin to lay a strong financial foundation. Your young adult years are the best time to start. I've worked with and taught people from all financial situations, so I know the financial concerns and questions of real folks just like you. Believe it or not, I first became interested in money matters when, as a middle school student, my father was laid off and received some retirement money. I worked with my dad to make investing decisions with the money. A couple of years later, I won my high school science fair with a project on what influences the stock market. In my 20s, I worked hard to keep my living expenses low and save money so I could leave my job and pursue my entrepreneurial ideas. I accomplished that goal in my late 20s. My goal in writing this book is to give you lots of tools and information to help you get your personal finances in order so you too can achieve your goals and dreams. I also wrote this book to protect you, to watch your back. Hucksters out to separate you from your hard-earned money know an easy mark when they see one, and being young and therefore less experienced makes you a target. You're also at increased risk of being taken because your generation spends so much time online where the rules and agenda of many sites and apps are murky or worse. The information and advice in this book can help you identify and steer around common pitfalls and bad deals before you get hit. Foolish Assumptions. No matter what your current situation is, whether you're entering the job market right after school, graduating college with or without student loans, living with your parents, or living on your own, I thought of you as I wrote this book. I made some assumptions about you. You want expert advice about important financial topics, such as getting a financial checkup, budgeting, paying off some debt, boosting your credit score, or investing, and you want answers quickly. Or perhaps you want a crash course in personal finance and are looking for a book you can read cover to cover to help solidify major financial concepts and get you thinking about your finances in a more comprehensive way. Or maybe you're just tired of feeling financially frazzled and want to get better organized and on top of your money matters. This book is basic enough to help a novice get his or her arms around thorny financial issues. But readers who are a bit more advanced in financial matters will be challenged as well to think about their finances in a new way and identify areas for improvement. Icons used in this book. The icons in this book help you find information you need. You'll hear the icons verbalized in this audiobook. Tip. This target flags strategy recommendations for making the most of your money. Remember. This icon points out information that you definitely want to remember. Warning. This icon marks things to avoid and points out common mistakes people make when managing their finances. Investigate. This icon tells you when you should consider doing some additional research. Don't worry. I explain what to look for and what to look out for. Beyond the book. To view this book's cheat sheet, simply go to dummies.com and enter Personal Finance in Your 20s and 30s for Dummies Cheat Sheet in the search box. There, you'll get quick tips on understanding financial basics, managing day-to-day finances, and growing your money through basic investing. Where to go from here. This book is organized so you can go wherever you want to find complete information. Want advice on minimizing your taxes, for example? Go to part two for that. If you're not sure where to go, you may wanna start with part one. It gives you all the basic info you need to assess your financial situation and points to places where you can find more detailed information for improving it. Part one, getting started with personal finance. In this part, Evaluate your net worth, savings rate, credit health, investment portfolio, and insurance coverage. Develop a savings mindset, as well as budgeting and savings strategies. Conquer consumer debt and recognize the best uses for loans and the types of debt to avoid. Get and understand your credit report and credit score. Use your credit report and other tools to prevent identity theft. Chapter 1. Your Financial Checkup In this chapter, determining your net worth, understanding your savings rate, getting your credit score and keeping an eye on it, beginning your investment portfolio, protecting yourself with insurance, looking at common money mistakes. Where did your childhood and those years go? Was it that long ago that you were concerned with what exams you had coming up, what you might be doing over your summer break and what kind of job you were interested in and qualified to do? As a young adult, You wonder where you are going to live, how much a decent apartment will cost, and how much you will actually have left over after taxes and those other pesky deductions are taken from your paycheck. How much will it cost to buy a home that you'll really want? What are the best ways to save and invest your money? Those are some pretty big questions that even people 20 and 30 years older than you struggle to answer. You're wise to be thinking about these topics now. In this chapter, I help you start to answer those questions by showing you how to evaluate your net worth, savings rate, credit health, investment portfolio, and insurance coverage so you can develop and implement a killer plan tailored to your situation. Calculating your financial worth. Having a sense of what you own, your assets, And what you owe, your liabilities, is important because it provides some measure of your financial security and your ability to accomplish financial goals such as buying a home, starting a business, or retiring someday. In this section, I define net worth and then walk you through the relatively simple calculations of determining your own personal net worth. Defining net worth. Your net worth is quite simply your financial assets, for example, bank and investment accounts, minus your financial liabilities, debts such as student loans and credit card debt. In the following sections, I walk you through how to perform these calculations. Remember, when I discuss your monetary net worth, I'm not talking about personal possessions. Your car, clothing, television, computer, and other personal items all have some value, of course. If you need to sell them, you could get something for them on Craigslist or eBay, But the reality is that you're unlikely to accumulate personal items with the expectation of later selling them to finance such personal goals as buying a home. Mm. Goals as buying a home, starting a business, retiring, and so forth. After all, these things are investments that decline rapidly in value after purchase and use. Figuring what you own. Financial assets. To calculate your financial assets, access your bank statements and investment account statements, including retirement accounts and any other documentation that can help you. You may have only one or two accounts, and that's fine. Add up all the values of these accounts to find out what you own. It's common for most young adults to be in the early stages of accumulating assets. This book helps you change and improve upon that. In addition to excluding personal property and possessions, because folks don't generally sell those to accomplish their personal and financial goals, I would also probably exclude your home as an asset if you happen to own one. You can include it if you expect to downsize or to rent in retirement and live off of some of your home's equity. Now I do have one exception to something that isn't generally thought of as a financial asset which you may or may not want to include in this category. Some people have valuable collections of particular items, be they coins, sports memorabilia, or whatever. You can count such collections as assets, but remember that they're only real assets if you'd be willing to sell them and use the proceeds toward one of your goals. Valuing Social Security and Pensions Now or in the years ahead, you may accumulate some retirement benefits based on your years of work. You may do so through the federal government's social security program and or through an employer's pension plan. When you work and earn money, your employer, or you if you're self-employed, pays taxes into social security, which earns you future social security retirement income benefits. Under current laws, which of course may change, you're eligible to receive full social security benefits at age 67, you may collect a benefit reduced by 30 percent if you begin receiving your social security payments at age 62 in surveys most young adults say that they're more likely to believe in things like ufos than in actually getting money out of social security although being skeptical and questioning things is useful such deep cynicism about social security isn't well-founded those who are eligible to receive benefits Generally, folks who have paid Social Security taxes above relatively low threshold amounts over at least 10 years in total should get them. Some employers provide a retirement benefit known as a pension that's paid to you in retirement based on your years of service, employment, with the organization. Your employer puts aside money above and beyond your salary compensation into a separate account to fund your future pension payments. Pension plans are more common in public sector organizations, governments, schools, and so on, and larger companies, especially those with labor unions. Pension plans are generally insured or guaranteed by government agency entities. Determining what you owe. Financial liabilities. Most people accumulate debts and loans during periods in life when their expenditures exceed their income. I did that when I went through college. You may have student loans, an auto loan, and credit card debts. Access any statements that document your loans and debts and figure out the grand total of what you owe. Netting the difference. After you total your financial assets and your financial liabilities, you can subtract the latter from the former to arrive at your net worth. Financial assets minus financial liabilities equals net worth. Don't worry if you have a small or negative net worth where you have more debt than assets. There's no point wringing your hands over the results You can't change history, and it doesn't matter how you compare with your peers, even if we can accurately define exactly who your peers are. This isn't a competition or test, but you can change the direction of your finances in the future and boost your net worth surprisingly fast to work toward accomplishing your personal goals. First, you have to figure your savings rate and how to increase it, and how to increase it, which I discuss next. Grasping the Importance of Savings To accomplish important personal and financial goals such as buying a home, starting a business, traveling, and someday retiring, most folks need to save money. Some exceptions do exist, such as those folks who have trust funds or inherent significant enough sums that they don't need to save money from their work earnings. But the vast majority of people must save in order to accomplish their goals. You can't effectively save for a long-term goal if you don't know what your savings rate is. When I worked as a financial counselor and taught adult education money management courses, I was struck by how few people knew the rate at which they were saving money. Most people can tell you how much they earned from their work over the past year, but few folks know what portion of their employment income they were able to save. That's because to have an accurate idea of this percentage, you really need to do some analysis and calculations. The math isn't that complicated, but it does require some time and effort, especially if you haven't been tracking your spending or net worth over the past year. In the following sections, I explain a couple of different ways to calculate your savings rate over the past year. Netting your income and spending. The first way to determine your savings rate is to tally your employment income and expenses over the past year. By subtracting your total expenses, including taxes, from the past year from your employment income, you can arrive at net savings. The employment income part of the equation is simple for most folks. It's simply the total amount of your paychecks from work. But unless you systematically track your spending, that piece of the puzzle is a lot more work to figure. I walk you through how to compile your spending in chapter five. Assessing the change in your net worth. If you don't want to be bothered with the time-consuming task of tabulating your spending over the past year, here's an alternative method for arriving at your savings rate that may be quicker for you. Follow these few easy steps. 1. Calculate your net worth. Refer to the earlier section, netting the difference, for an explanation of how to do so. 2. Calculate your net worth from one year ago. You can determine your year-ago net worth by tallying your financial assets savings and investments from one year ago and subtracting your financial liabilities loans and debts from one year ago. Don't count your home as an asset or your mortgage as a liability. Your concern here is financial assets. 3. Correct for any changes in value of investments you own the past year. Suppose that your net worth today is $15,000, whereas one year ago it was $10,000. You might conclude from the change in your net worth that you've saved $5,000, $15,000 $10,000, but that figure may not be correct, and here's why. A year ago, when you had a net worth of $10,000, you presumably had savings and investments, and those would have changed in value over the past year. Suppose you made some good investments and they produced $1,000 in returns from interest, dividends, appreciation, and so on over the past 12 months. Though you're happy to have made $1,000 on your investments, that money isn't new savings and shouldn't be counted in your savings rate calculations. So you really saved $4,000, $5,000 $1,000. Conversely, if your net worth was reduced over the past year by declines in the value of your investments, you should add back that figure when determining your savings rate. If your investments declined by $1,500 in value over the past year, you really saved $6,500. $5,000 $1,500. Remember, if you have debt that you've been paying down over the past year, you can count the principal payment reduction on that debt as savings. For example, Suppose a year ago you owed $5,000 on an auto loan. Now, a year later, you owe just $4,500. You can count that $500 reduction in what you owe as new savings. Understanding and improving your credit score. If you expect to someday apply for a loan of any type and get a competitively low interest rate, you should understand your credit report and credit score and how to improve them. A credit report is basically your credit history, while a credit score is a three-digit score based on the information in your personal credit report. This section highlights what you need to know about your credit score and reports, including how to obtain and improve them. Chapter four provides more insight into managing your credit report and credit score. Deciphering how lenders use credit reports and scores. Most people borrow money at various times in their life, whether it's to buy a home or other real estate, to finance a small business, pay for educational expenses, or for other purposes. When you want to borrow money, lenders examine your credit report and your credit scores to determine how responsible you've been with credit and to help them decide whether they should lend you money and if so, how much to charge you. Specifically, lenders examine your history of credit usage in your credit report. This information tells the lender when each of your accounts was opened, what the recent balance is, your track record of making payments on time, and whether you've defaulted on any loans. A credit report also tells a prospective lender who has recently accessed your credit report and thus would indicate where else you've been applying for credit. Lenders use your credit score to help them predict the likelihood that you'll default on repaying your borrowings. The higher your credit score, the better, because a high credit score means that you have a lower likelihood of defaulting on a loan. Thus, more lenders will be willing to extend you credit, and charge you lower rates for that credit. The most widely used credit score is the FICO score, which was developed by the FICO company, formerly known as Fair, Isaac & Company. FICO scores range from a low of 300 to a high of 850. Most scores fall in the 600s and 700s, and the median is around 720. You generally qualify for the best lending rates if your credit score is in the mid 700s or higher. Obtaining your credit reports and fixing errors. You want to get your hands on your credit report so you know what lenders are reviewing. You're entitled to receive a free copy of your credit report, which does not contain your credit score, every 12 months from each of the three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion.
1: If you visit annualcreditreport.com,
3: You can view and print copies of your credit report from each of the three credit agencies.
1: Alternatively,
3: you can call 877-322-8228 and request that your reports be mailed to you. When you receive your reports, inspect them for possible mistakes. Credit reporting bureaus and the creditors who report credit information to these bureaus make plenty of errors.
1: Um, um, what it is is, uh, I was going to just play music again tonight, but I remember I started to finance stuff when I went back on here and I was like, I should probably finish it.
3: The rates are also capped, so the interest rate on your student loan can never exceed Um, several percent more than the initial rate on the loan. A number of loan programs, such as unsubsidized...
2: regulated by machines, you'll find that things are very different here. But let me give you a bit of advice. Here among the stars, you didn't come here to be a hero. You were only here (laughs) How are you? <61 Aus MBA> I'm Fuck around, make my 40 I'm a in my body. the you're doing. my Fuck around, make my 40 i want this. Manipulation, body language, a
0: dark side.
1: So, replace your root re- <laughs> Amazing, I can play that in the background. Where is she?
2: What's wrong with you people? You think it's funny? Calling it the Holy Sword Excalibur? Huh? Uh-
3: At Full sale, our technology programs are designed with a different approach to learning. We let students get hands-on and start creating. They're learning to code and they're developing applications. They're exploring areas like cloud computing and UX design. Our students have access to amazing tools like 3D printing, laser scanning, and the latest advances in augmented and virtual reality. We're taking them out of the classroom and into the future.
1: Yeah, at like $60,000 to hundred thousand dollars in debt, nobody gonna add that little clause Nurse, in there.
3: To all the people questioning right now, questioning is now a good time for us to invest. Why the fuck should I, can't I refinance skip this my house? house?
1: I seem to not be able to. Oh shit. Fuck! God damn it. I went on the fucking. That's the one thing about control I can't stand. They can just go all the way back. <laughs> Shimatta. Wow. New Advil Dual Action with acetaminophen fights pain in two ways. Advil targets pain at the source, while acetaminophen blocks pain signals. The future of pain relief is here. New Advil Dual Action. <sighs> Wrestling with God, I don't really want to wrestle. Count on Nolan's roofing to fix or replace your roof right the first time. Nolan's roofing. No, Roland. We're proudly serving you for this storm, so you can be ready for the next one. Visit Nolan's roofing.com today. Nolan's NolansRoofing.com.
2: magic. <gasps> 歩き切り飛びせ
1: Mm, why don't they use that up close? They gotta be far away.